Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's that time. It's that last final week of the season. People, welcome on in to another episode of The Big Tilts. We are here to talk about some DFS for week 17. And let me tell you, this is a wild, wild week 17 over here. I, I couldn't do it by myself. It's just too crazy. It's too out there. There's too many things going on. So I had to bring in our good friend, Jason Allwine, to help me build some lineups today. Jason, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing all right, man. Thanks for having me on. Excited to build some lineups. It's a fun week for me. Had some really bad luck in my in my league semifinals, so uh, it's nice to be able to focus on something this week when it comes to building a lineup. <laughs> Dude, I don't even want to talk about it, man. I went into the the uh, fourth quarter. Did you see my post, my Twitter post? I did. I, I, I was so I'm upset. Very, very similar. Like it's it's. <laughs> I went in to. The fourth quarter, the fourth quarter of the final game last week at the Ravens and the 49ers. And in my best ball underdog tournaments, I had five teams that were up, that were in first place, ready to advance. And then one team that was like 0.5 behind in second place, right? I, I figured I had that in the, in the bag. I think I had Brandon Ayuk or somebody, and, and he was on the threshold of being able to produce points. Turns out none of my teams ended up making the finals. I had some George Kittle. I had some Debo Samuel. I just didn't have them in the right spots and the right combinations. And I ended up losing every single one of those games by anywhere from like four points to less than a point. And I didn't make a single best ball finals, which killed me. It was my saddest week 17 I've ever had in fantasy football, Jason. I was like literally my stomach is it was not. I mean, it still is like like last night I'm watching the game and I get to about halftime and I'm like, screw this, man. I don't even want to watch this shit like because I was still so yes. upset about no. not making the finals in one of my best ball leagues. But guess what? Uh, we're going to make all that up today. We're going to make all of that money yeah. up for week 17 yeah. by figuring out which lineups to produce. So uh, are you ready to, to do this, Jason? You ready to build some lineups, man? Yeah, as ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it. All right, let's kick this show off. Yeah. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, Jason, we got to talk about some studs, right? We got to talk about some stacks. And and let me start this off by saying, and I was going to save this for the last part before we we actually built the lineup. But I'm going to start it out by saying, I am going to live or I am going to die on Tyreek Hill for week 17. Like, I'm going to do it. He's about... 380 yards off of breaking 2,000. It's about 400 <laughs> yards off breaking the, or I'm sorry, he's about uh, 360 yards, I believe, or 320 yards off of breaking the actual record. But he said that he's going to hit 2,000. I believe that he is going to hit 2,000 receiving yards, and, and he's going to need about 180 each week in order to do that. Well, 180 is going to pay off big time for you in DFS. Uh, I am all on board with Tyreek Hill. I will have him in almost every single lineup because I don't want to lose knowing that I didn't play a guy that is determined to hit 2,000 receiving yards without without Jalen Waddle, his counterpart right. over there. He's going to be the only guy catching passes. So I am yeah. pretty sure I will have probably 95% of my lineups with Tyreek Hill in it. But that creates a little bit of an issue, Jason. It creates a little bit of an issue. How, how do you feel about that? I don't, I don't hate it at all. I always love trying to find the best performer on the slate and why not bet on Tyreek Hill. Uh, like you've already mentioned, he's close to reaching 2,000. Uh, he's playing really well. And Jalen Waddle's out. I, I, I think it checks all the boxes, man. I'm with you. I don't, even, I don't even care if we correlate with it at all. I'm fine just throwing Tyreek Hill in and just seeing what happens. Well, the issue that's created is he's expensive, all right? I think he's yeah. the most expensive wide receiver on the slate. Uh, he's sitting up there at 9,300. So when it comes, like you actually said, a key word in this is correlation. When it comes to trying to correlate your matchups, like you can't go out there and, and run with like Purdy, Debo, and like CMC, and then also keep Tyree Kill in your lineup. You're going to have to go skinny stacks across the board, which, you know, it's kind of nauseating from time to time, but like you're going to have to play Purdy with Debo and Tyree Kill. You're going to have to play Purdy with CMC and Tyree Kill. And then you have to play lineups with Purdy, and Ayuk and Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And I don't even care about Tua. I'm not even playing Tua this week. Like, I, I might have a couple lineups to Tua just in case, but I'm not even playing Tua. I'm going to be playing just Tyreek Hill singled out. You know, not, yeah. not no correlation whatsoever, but with these stacks, man, like, there's only really five stacks I think I want to play this week, and they all got to be skinny. Yeah, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm curious what we can cook up with this. I, I mean, that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, sure. Starting with Tyreek Hill is a challenge, but I think we can face it. Well, I, I'm looking at the Purdy stacks, right? Like, I want the 49ers up against Washington. I, I really don't care. Okay. 
You know, I can play. I can actually play a somewhat skinny stack in this one. I could play like Ayuk and Purdy in just the mindset that Purdy's going to come off firing because he's so pissed off that he sucked last week. And against Washington, there's no better team to do that. Uh, and then go with Jordan Mason for garbage time. Right now you're getting the best of all worlds. 49ers up by by 117 points like it's a Madden score by halftime. And then you can play Jordan Mason the rest of the game. Watch him just rack up points for you on the ground. Yeah, I I don't know if I firmly believe they'll do that, but I... Well, put up 100, 117 points by halftime? You don't think they can do that? <laughs> I mean, they could. They could. It's the 49ers we're talking about here. And I do firmly agree that Purdy will come out slinging in this matchup. But if I'm going to stack, I would almost just want to try to find a run back. I know that we have a less than 100% Brian Robinson returning. So maybe a cheap little fun coupon with Antonio Gibson. Maybe hope he can get some catches or something. But I do agree with you that IU, Debu, Kittle, all of those people are going to be expensive if we're trying to fit in Tyree Kill. Chris McCaffrey, I, I just, I, Juwan Jennings is out. That's always kind of a guy I like to pull out, but he he's out or looking like he'll be out too. So I, I, it's, it's a tough one if you want to stick with the Niners. I actually really wish that Sam Howe was playing in this matchup because then I would take the over on five and a half sacks for Chase Young and probably two <laughs> touchdowns. Don't forget, this is a revenge game for Chase Young. I yeah. mean, Jacob Brissett might not take as many sacks, right? But yeah. still, Chase Young is over on his sack total. Whatever that sack total is, he's over. I don't. You could literally put that sack total at three and a half, and I'm taking the over. Well, then why don't we just put the 49ers defense in there? <laughs> we probably need to, to be honest. Like 49ers defense is going to be in a lot of my lineups, but they are expensive too. Another yeah. stack that I want to build on is Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith. I don't think you need them both. I think that Cardinals, as long as Kyler Murray plays, should keep this game somewhat competitive within like two scores. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they're going to be firing, you know, 40 passes this game, and you'll, you're going to need both Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. So I could go Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill, but then you're just playing bargain guys the whole rest of the time. There, there's yeah. going to be no room for Wiggles, uh, you know, over there. No room for Wiggles. No Wiggles room has for no Wiggles. Room. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jarrett Stidham is another guy uh, that I actually think works with this one, right? And, yeah. and Jarrett Stidham, we know that he hyper-targets the alpha receivers from the games that he's played in previously. And if his first read isn't open, he doesn't look downfield for a secondary receiver. He looks towards the tight end. Mm-hmm. So I actually like... I like Jarek Stidham with Jerry Judy this week because Cortland Sutton's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also likes slot receivers, which we know Judy will play out of the slot from time yeah. to time. And sleeper alert, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, some insight into a sleeper that I really Ooh. like, is Lucas Kroll, who okay. is the tight end, who has been running the majority of the routes. He's been running more routes than than the other uh, wide receiver. What is it? Is it Moreau over there? Yeah. Or is it Troutman? Troutman. Troutman. I apologize. Troutman. It's Troutman over yeah, there. How dare you? Yeah, I know. I get those two. I like them both. That's the bad part is I like them both, and they both suck this year like, really bad. I, I didn't love them this year. I, I've liked them in the past, I should say. Right, All right, right, but Lucas Kroll is the guy that's running the routes over there. He should be the guy that they're checking down to. He should see plenty of opportunities. I think last week he had like four or five receptions, ended up having a touchdown. He should be heavily involved in this offense without possibly Mims over there, definitely without Cortland Sutton, likely without Dulcich, like, there's gonna be nobody to catch passes over there, and, and honestly, I don't think that Ben Johnson is a guy that we're gonna be that Jarrett Sidham is gonna be looking his way very often. How do you feel about Ben Johnson this week? I'm I'm not on it. I honestly, I was I was talking gonna talk about Stidham a bit in the in the sleepers. Uh, oh, I, I still your lot. sleeper? Yeah, I think. Well, it's okay. I, I I just think that that game in particular, I think, could end up being a bit high scoring just because it looks so terrible. Like you have two backup quarterbacks no weapons 
the only entertaining outcome here is that it just devolves into a score fest where it's just going down the field and scoring. And I think with that, we might see Jarrett stud him get re- re- get revived. <laughs> and that was, you know, he ran wild in the preseason, had all those wheels, crazy long runs. I think that's a guy, what, he's like 4800 bucks, super cheap. I honestly think that he's going to get you there uh, it, in terms of points. Like, I think he could be one of the highest performers on this slate regardless of if you're going with the with Mr. Johnson or little Jordan Humphrey or whatever you want to try to go with him. Yeah, and then you know, moving on to to my last guy that I'll probably sprinkle in, Lamar Jackson. I I'm okay playing Lamar Jackson running it back with Tyreek Hill. That's cool with me. If you want to run out Isaiah Likely, he'll probably be significantly owned, but I don't hate it. Uh, yep. I think that that ownership as a whole will probably be up around like 8% for those three players. Maybe maybe 5 to 8%. So that's not insanely terrible. It's it's pretty good actually. Uh, you just have to get you have to figure out different ways to be able to leverage that lineup uh, later on in your matchup. So I'm interested, in that, and I don't think I mentioned by the way, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was another guy that I believe uh, could end up you know running up the score along with the Eagles, and I think that you can play him with Trey McBride, one of his receivers, whichever one you prefer, whether it's Dorch or Rondell Moore or Michael Wilson, and then we have James Conner who I think is, is an option there as well, who's still involved in the receiving game to an extent. Mm-hmm. All right. Those are the games that I actually want to play. I know there's one on here that you're really interested in attacking. Which one is that? Uh, there's a couple, I think, that are a little differing. And really, or I'll throw three in here. It's really all the same point. I We're in week 17 now. So playoffs are right on the line for a lot of teams. And we actually have a couple matchups that are very important for playoff implications. And when I see that, I see players fired up, ready to play, bring their best performance with the season on the line. That's Steelers, Seahawks, Vikings, Packers, and arguably Texans, Titans, and even Bears, Falcons. Uh, there's there's some, uh, I guess, what, oh, geez, the, the words slipped my mind. They're, playoff uh, implications? Important. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got you. I important. got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think- it's interesting. I actually like certain parts of the games you mentioned. I, I right. don't like the games as a whole, but I love certain aspects of those games. So if you'd like yeah. to continue. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just certain parts of it, especially Texans, Titans abusing that pass game. Uh, you know, just CJ Stroud, Nico Collins, maybe even Noah Brown, if you want to get a little cheaper, I think is a great one. Yeah, you brought up Singletary over here. And honestly, the Titans have been a shell of themselves without Jeffrey Simmons. I believe he got hurt on December 2nd, if I remember correctly. Uh, he's out. They ruled him out earlier this week. He's done yeah. for the season. So you can actually run on the Titans a little bit too. Uh, you know, that could give some some awesome opportunities over there for the for the Texans to, to continue to move the ball. And honestly, I don't hate running it back with Derrick Henry, of course. Never. Now, <laughs> I, personally, I mean, you know, you know my dude, right? You know my guy, Tank Dell over there. If he's not playing, I typically avoid the, the Texans because he's that superstar stud that really makes this offense click. But uh, he's not in there. So for me, I could see going with that game. I'm probably not going to be playing it as much. Now, before we put a lineup, I have a couple studs that I do want to mention. Okay. Um, I, I got Chris Godwin over there who always destroys the Saints because he plays out of the slot. Typically, mm-hmm. the Saints love to cover the outside. They struggle in the slot. Chris Godwin could absolutely have a massive game up against the Saints. I think that Etienne is going to light Carolina's ass up. I think that we're going to see Etienne absolutely go off, so he's going to be in a lot of my lineups, probably close to 25 30%. And then 
Uh, Bijan Robinson, the Bears are absolutely abysmal up against pass catching running backs. We thought that they toned it down a little bit with Montez Sweat, and they go out last week and allow 12 receptions to the running back position. I know they were up. I know that the other team had to play from behind, but I'm telling you, Bijan, this could be his arrival party. I really like when you talked about you know playing that game. I really, really like the thought of Bijan Robinson as the pass catching back and, and putting up some big time points for this one. Are you ready to build some lineups? I think so, man. Let's build some lineups. All right, let's do this. Let's go ahead and bring this one up. All right, let me pull these guys off. I was playing with a few different lineups earlier. And and let's start with the lineup that I, I want. Let's start with Tyreek Hill in my lineup because I've already been talking about it. Let, let's get him in there, and let's figure out what stack we want to get behind, Jason. I mean, are we thinking like the, the Purdy lineup? Are we thinking Hurts, Kyler Murray? Do you want to go with, with your guy? I think we both like Jarek Stidham, but let's save that one towards the end once we okay. figure out uh, so we can play some of these more expensive players, essentially. Yeah, let's do out of we the ones Stroud. Yeah, or I mean, do you want to try the Fields Bijan thing? Maybe I, I think Bijan for me is going to be a solo run back just because we okay, have Atlanta okay. Falcons. Like they're so. They're so, I guess, uh, stiff uh, to an extent up against the pass. You know, Fields is is trying to figure things out, right? He's trying to be the quarterback of the future. He might be. I just don't. Okay. I, I don't okay. trust him up against the Falcons to run it out. Let's uh, do Kyler then. Let's do Kyler because I like I like the James Conner thing you mentioned as well, and maybe even Trey McBride. But I think that that's a fun, uh, moderately priced opportunity here. All right, we got Kyler Murray in there. Uh, do we want to run with McBride? He's most likely going to be up there in ownership. Uh, he is the I mean, he's up there in price. He's oh no, never mind. Yeah, he is. he's up at fifty nine hundred. He's the second most expensive tight end on the slate. He has a great matchup up against Philly, who struggles against pass catchers in the middle of the field. So I do think that McBride is playable even at six K, but he is expensive, and it could limit our, our opportunities to run it back with you know somebody like. And AJ Brown. However, DeAndre Swift is still on the table. Yeah, I mean, how about we do that running back? How about we do Swift and James Conner? Let's just fill that out. All right, I'm down to do that. Okay. It's not often that we get to fill out both running backs early on in the show. I'm excited to just get those out I of the way. I think that's fun. Just knock it out. I think it's easier to find value in wide receiver and tight end, and especially in this matchup. I, I know that the Eagles are pretty good against running backs, but there is no Marquise Brown it's PPR. James Conner's going to get some catches. And I mean, he, he just produces. That's just what James Conner does. He does. He does every single week. I mean, you think that it's all against you and it's really not. So we have Kyler Murray, DeAndre Swift, James Conner, Tyreek Hill over here. And we probably want to get another pass catcher over here for Arizona. Do we want to go with McBride or do you like a wide receiver more? Let's dig in the bin. Let's get Greg Dortch. You want to get Greg Dortch on? I'm down. Let's do that. Greg Let's Dortch just get sounds amazing. This dude just produces once again. He does. James Conner. This is just this is just a team of producers. That's all they are. Except for Rondell Moore, who I just want to do well, but he breaks my heart every single week. As yeah. we look at Greg Dortch last week, he ended up having two receptions on five targets, 45 yards, but he got that tutty that pays off at the $4,200 range. Last week he was 4K, so I will take that every single time. But he's going to need that tutty to stay relevant. I think that he does. I think that we're going to see uh, somewhat of a track race, and Greg Dort should have some garbage time opportunities to produce. Yeah. All right. 
we're sitting pretty. We got 4,500, 4,450 technically left for each position. Uh, you know, I would love to throw in the 49ers at 4,200, but that's going to really limit us for, for now. For now, for let's now. go ahead and throw a placeholder defense. Let's do, let's do the Houston Texans against Tennessee. Uh, we talked about how Tennessee's team is kind of beat up without having Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, this could be an opportunity for us to go with Devin Singletary and stack that. But honestly, going three running backs could hinder our upside. So let's take a little look. We got a wide receiver left. We got a tight end left. And we got a flex left. We have about 5K, a little bit under 5K left for each position. Uh, you know, some of the studs I talked about were Godwin and Etienne, Bijan Robinson. Uh, I kind of want to take a look at Godwin's pricing real quick just yeah, to see. See what he's looking at. We're looking at 6,100 for Chris Godwin. That's not unobtainable, but that makes some other things different. And we still haven't. Well, we did run it back with DeAndre Swift. So we still have that run back if the Eagles go up early. Um, let's plug in Chris Godwin. We would have 4,400 left per spot. Okay. I, we could dig into some of our sleepers. I mean, Samir White should be a plug and play to an extent. You know, with yeah. a, a somewhat favorable matchup, I know that most of his production last week came in garbage time. Because guess what? Oh, by the way, guess what? In the pit bull, I tied in the pit bull, thanks to Zemir White. We tied, but I, he had the highest scoring player after our top five players each. He had the highest scoring yeah. players, so he ended up advancing after I ended up losing because of a tie. Which Zemir White got me there. But if he would have had one more run. One more <laughs> run after his two big breakaway ones, I'd be sitting in the finals in the pit bull. But anyways, back to DFS. Uh, Zamir White has a, a somewhat favorable matchup up against India, who I think ranks 30th up against running backs. Uh, you know, I could go Zamir White here once again. That kind of worries me in terms of the upside, but it, it's an option, right? It's an option. I, I mean, also, I don't hate it. He's, what about he's, how much is Dallas Goddard? I know we already have a run back, but Goddard's up there. He's sitting yeah, at 4,800. Uh, you know what? We could punt the tight end and, and go with Stoll, who I talked about earlier. Yeah. Or what was it? Wait, is he in there? Kroll. 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 Yeah, yeah. Kroll. I said Stoll. Kroll. Yeah. It's like, wait, what happened to him? Yeah, Kroll. So now we're sitting at, at 6K. Like, we have a ton of range in the flex area. Is, is okay. this looking good for you? Like, we have Kyler Murray. We've got DeAndre Swift. We've got James Conner. We got Tyreek Hill, Greg Dortch, who gives us a little bit of wiggle room. Chris Godwin, who destroys New Orleans on a regular basis. Kroll, who, I mean, all we need is is about, what, eight fantasy points to stay relevant at that time? Like, we don't need him to go off. If he gets us a touchdown on one catch, that's fine. Yeah. Now yeah. we have to fill in this flex spot. We're looking at, like, Gus Edwards up against Miami. We have Trey McBride. We could run double tight ends. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sold on running double tight ends, by the way. I'm, I'm Flowers. Got Zay Flowers, who's interesting up against Miami. That could be the run back for Tyreek Hill. You like that? Yeah. I, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. And then I have one more proposition for you. What's that? I was thinking. I, I just, It was the cheapest defense on there. I think that it's interesting. Broncos defense. I know they're not the best. But they were the cheapest, uh, I believe. Maybe it might have just been one. Never mind. They were not the cheapest when we looked at it. Never, we're good then. They were a little cheaper, but uh, we have Kroll in there. And, you know, we've got Easton Stick, who's been turning it over. There's no Joshua Palmer even. Keenan Allen's out again. 
the Broncos are going to be fired up finally playing without Russell Wilson. I think that's a fun defense, but I don't mind the I Texans. I think it is. <laughs> so the Texans allow us a little bit of wiggle room to pay up if we'd like to, but honestly, I don't see a defense that I like more than the Texans up to 3,300. Tampa Bay up against New Orleans. I think that we can see New Orleans pass a ton yeah. uh, and, and kind of make it a boat race, which we don't want that in a high-scoring game. We have the Steelers up against Seattle, which I think is somewhat interesting there just because of you know Geno Smith and how subpar he's been. Uh, Titans I don't like in this matchup. Colts up against Las Vegas is kind of interesting. Uh, but I kind of like the Texans over here. No, I mean, I'm kind of with you. Texans, let's just, I, I don't know why I even interrupt it. Let's just roll with the Texans. We, we let's do it. it. All right, let's it. go with it. We got this. It, it's in there. Yeah, That's nice. entered in for, nice. yeah, we're in there, dude. For the 150K fair catch, $12 entry. We are nice. in there, my friend. Now, while we go ahead and we peep some of the other I guess lineups that we have to, to put together. I would like for you to talk a little bit about a guy that you are fading for this matchup. Yeah, and it's just going to be Calvin Ridley. Uh, it's a tough matchup against the Panthers. Trevor Lawrence was just ruled out. There's no one else really to catch the ball in Jacksonville outside of Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram. So I understand the appeal to want to get Calvin Ridley based on volume alone, but I think it's best to just stay away. He's still fairly expensive. Why even risk it? Just go get someone else. Yeah, I agree with you. And honestly, for me, uh, I'm right there with Calvin Early. I don't see the, the point in running it out. I actually like another wide receiver a lot more, which I'll talk about here in the sleeper section for, for the Jaguars moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then when it comes to fading guys, I can't get behind Alvin Kamara this week. I mean, Alvin Kamara wow. up against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's been stout up against the running back this season. You know, we talked about it potentially being a boat race, but I see that as more downfield passing where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get beat more so than dump offs to Alvin Kamara. I mean, honestly, I'm liking every time I talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Saints game, I like it even more and more. I feel like I'm going to end up putting together a stack mm -hmm. for each side, like one Derek Carr, one Baker Mayfield. I just, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. I, I can't help myself. It's going to happen. But Alvin Kamara will not be in that stack. I am fading Alvin Kamara, especially at his pricing. You know, it, it would be a lot easier, Jason. It would be so much easier, instead of just doing the show and putting it all together, if we just had a program, this, oh, this program, cool. that, that we would be able to put Tyreek Hill in with like a couple other studs, and then all of a sudden this program just fills in the blanks for us. It's like, you know, if only it existed on playerprofiler.com. If only it did, Jason. If only it did. DFS getting harder every year, but we're here to make it easier with the DFS Dominator because I know a lot of optimizers keep coming out. Oh, our optimizer. What about this optimizer? But that optimizer. Well, we have a cash game optimizer that leverages the projections from Dario, Billy, the award-winning projections at playerprofiler.com and builds the best lineups for cash games that have both upside and stability because that's what you want. It's a couple clicks, boom, boom, boom. You get the best possible lineup for your cash games. But for tournaments, traditional optimizers don't work. That's why we have a lineup genius, which takes you through the process of building lineups the way they should be built. Which quarterbacks do you want to be overweight on? Then building stacks, then setting runbacks, then optimizing. 
and generating up to 150 lineups that you can easily import into DraftKings, into FanDuel. That's the DFS Dominator. It's only $45 a year. Not not a week. A A year. A year. Just go to Player Profiler, click on the DFS Dominator from the menu, and you won't be sorry. You won't be sorry. You won't be sorry, Jason. I'll tell you who will be sorry. The Everybody that, that is going to be in a contest against us this week because we're taking home. We're taking home Buku Dolores, okay? Nobody's going to be able to touch the first place, place prize outside of us. If you're listening, I'm sorry. You're probably going to end up getting second place unless you play the same exact lineup that we entered in that we could die first. But, but we're going to be the ones taking home that money, and I feel sorry for all those other people. Now let's go ahead and let's build another lineup. Are you are you ready to do this? Dude, let's let's build a lineup. Let's build let's, a lineup. Let's, let's build, build a lineup. <laughs> I, I love it. Let's build another freaking lineup. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right. Let me go ahead and get this thing blocking your face off the screen if you're watching on our YouTube channel. There we go. All right. We have another lineup to build. Where do we want to start? It is 100% up to you. I will save the Jarrett Stidham one for last. Let's can we do can we try my Texans? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do let's build. Let's build a Texans lineup. Honestly, this is gonna go hand in hand with pretty much the uh the same lineup that, that you would build around Purdy, you know, like you might have a little bit more expensive side to that, you know, where it's gonna be tougher to make things work. But yeah, CJ Stroud works uh right in the seventy one hundred dollar range. And we might as well go ahead and stack. Which ones you want to go with? Nico Collins and Noah Brown. Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz. I mean, did, I know you said that you liked Singletary earlier. I mean, so do you just want to do him and Nico? He Singletary sketches me out, man. Like okay. I get that he like I get that he's getting all the targets, right? He's getting the workload, but like Damian Pierce is still there, kind of. You got like what one touch last week? Yeah. It was, yeah, I don't know. Right. It's kind of crazy. He's probably undervalued. He's probably undervalued. You're probably right. And nobody's going to be playing him because it's up against Tennessee. And honestly, Jeffrey Simmons, I had to dig to find out that he was out. Like, he's not on the injury <laughs> reports. He's not on the R-Lads IR. It's bizarre how they've hidden Jeffrey Simmons from every injury report possible. I don't know if, like, they're trying to fool the other teams or what. But he's not there. He's not there. Let me, let me take a look at Singletary real quick. Singletary... Over the past two weeks, has put up 9.3 points and 24 points. He has seen seven total receptions over that time with eight total targets. The issue comes where he's not scoring touchdowns in either one of these performances, and he's going to need a, need a significant workload, it looks like, on the ground in order to get there. Like we're, He's been fine rushing the ball. He's been okay. He's been 4.5, 5 yards carries, 4.7, 4.9. He's fine rushing the ball. But he doesn't have that breakaway run ability, which was his issue for fantasy since he came yeah. in the league, right? Like, I'll never forget, two or three years ago, we're sitting there running into the fantasy playoffs, and Devin Singletary ends up having this massive game. But then you look at his stat line, he touched the ball like 30 times that game. You yeah. know, he had like 12 receptions because he's all based off volume, and he's he's good. Like, he'll, he'll run the ball, he'll get you the yards you need to get. But in terms of breakaway abilities and breaking the slate, I don't know if he's quite there for me, uh, but his pricing at 5,600, all you need back is 15 points and you're fine. So I'm cool with playing him. Do you it's, think I he mean, gets I, you 15 I, points this week? 
I think he, I mean, look, the 24 points was against the Titans just two weeks ago. 26 carries, 120 yards, four receptions, 49 yards. And that's when I, I posed the question, where the hell is Jeffrey Simmons? If they're letting Singletary do that to him. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere. He's on IR now. <laughs> All right. So we got CJ Stroud, Devin Singletary, Nico Collins. At this point, we have to most likely go with a run back. I mean, and, and I want it to be Derrick Henry. I mean, that's what this game would would insinuate or our lineup would insinuate, right? Would be Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears, dude. I mean, Derrick Henry had twenty touches. Derrick Henry had twenty touches last week, man. That's that's gonna be tough. No, I know. I I'm I'm with you on on. I like myself some. Spears is at forty seven hundred. By the way, I love Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears is like one of my guys. You know, he has been. Everybody was talking about the knee issues. I said, I'm not worried, man. This dude is going to be a stud. He's the perfect compliment to Derrick Henry. However, at forty seven hundred, you know, he really only has like one week since week since week five or since week six that he was actually startable at this price. In fact, he only has two weeks the entire season where he's Mm. startable at five k. So, although I like him and I think that he's a great football player, I really don't feel yeah, safe yeah. running him out in this type of lineup. Uh, I, I don't hate it. I just, I don't love it. Yeah, I mean, I think that I was thinking that our lineup kind of insinuates that the Texans are going to be running away with it. And in that case, they have been using Spears a bit more in the catch-up scenarios as he is a really good pass catcher. But I'm also fine just, we don't, I mean, do we have to run it back? Like, is that, that, that's something I've wanted to ask for a long time. Like, do we have to stick within the game? Like, can we, we just to. go get Christian McCaffrey and just be done? <laughs> just be done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't have to. I mean, this is terrible looking at DeAndre Hopkins' stats. I mean, it's all for nine, two for four. Notice uh, that 28.4 week. That's about right when I traded for him. One of my dinosaurs. <laughs> Is is Will Levis is back though, or he, he he's is likely Will Levis right? is back, which yeah, makes mean, me want to, which makes me want to do the Texans defense again. <laughs> it actually makes sense here. If we yeah. don't go, I mean, this could be a shutout type game. I don't think that it is, mm-hmm. but it could be a shutout type game. Uh, I'll give you the option: DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry, or the Texans defense. Texans defense. All right, let's do it. We're just betting. Big on the Texans in this lineup. Yep. They're going to come back pissed off. They're in playoff contention. The, yep. the Titans are benching guys left and right, like <laughs> Jeffrey Simmons. Okay, this is it. They're running away with it. It is game over for the Titans. They probably shouldn't even show up. Okay? That's right. what we're telling you, Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel. Okay. That will never happen as long as Mike Vrabel's at quarter or at head coach. But, you know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, with this lineup, uh, it's still plausible that we get in Tyreek Hill, but this could be the one where we don't. I mean, I'm almost with you 100% in that I feel like we almost have to use Tyreek Hill, but I do want to put an expensive player. So I'll ask you Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, that's tough. Christian McCaffrey's $300 more and up against Washington, it could be great. My concern is that, like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, I was somewhat joking about 117 points by halftime because I really think they could put up 150. Okay. Like that's the reality of I it. Mean, and Chris McCaffrey only plays in one quarter. Now, if he does that, he could have three touchdowns in the first quarter. It's it's possible. Um, but I think that the defense actually never lets Christian McCaffrey touch the field because all they do is strip sack 
Jacoby Brissett and intercept him for pick sixes. And we just see them put up 100 points on defense. And so Christian McCaffrey doesn't actually play this game. He doesn't even get a snap unless they get the kickoff because he doesn't have to play. But they haven't done that, really. They run away with some games and Christian McCaffrey's still scoring up 40, you know? (laughs) You're probably right. You're probably right. (laughs) They're still trying to get that number one seed. And the MVP candidate, you know, the 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 candidacy. Yep. I should say the MVP award itself. I I don't hate Christian McCaffrey here. Up to you. Up to you. Let's, so let's get a big dog in there. Let's let's put a big dog in here. Let's put a big dog in there. All right. We're sitting at 4,400 left. We have CJ Stroud, Devin Singletary, Christian McCaffrey, Nico Collins, and the Texans. We need, still need two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex position. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, I think that we should not to explore anybody from Washington. We're, we're kind of, we kind of have an open slate here, like as to where we want to go, but it, it probably has to be cheap at this yeah. point. Do you want to try to knock out our tight end, try to figure that out? And then you know what could work for this? You know what could work for this? Let's go ahead. Let's take out Christian McCaffrey. Let's put in Tyreek Hill and okay. let's pop Zamir white into the running back spot. Okay. So we're sitting here with 4,200 now. We got wide receiver, tight end, and flex left. We're going to have to pay down somewhat to tight end. And it feels like Isaiah likely could actually be the, the best candidate here. He's a little bit more expensive, so it makes it a little bit difficult to wide receiver and flex. But I think we can find two guys that, that could fit this. I mean, I don't I don't mind Gerald Everett down there. He's been he's been playing really well. I'm not Everett lie. is one of my sleepers, my friend. You ended up taking that. I, I said start Gerald Everett last week. I was like, Gerald Everett, Gerald Everett, Gerald Everett. However, my concern now is Isaiah Likely. I mean, not Isaiah Likely, excuse me. Donald Parham has returned from injury. So will they see the concentration of targets again towards Gerald Everett? I think so, but at a lower potential for a touchdown, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what you want. I mean, he can still get you there. Gerald Everett can still get you where you need to go. I don't, I I like that one. He's my sleeper. I'm I'm behind you on this, Jason. I got you. Yeah. How much is, um, Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, but Isaiah likely makes sense in case this is a high-scoring game, that we have a piece of the high-scoring game uh, with the likelihood that Isaiah likely actually has a more likely opportunity to likely score a touchdown. Yeah, I try to use likely as many times as possible in that sentence. No, likely has been playing really <laughs> well. So if we want to kind of end our like high-level player right there, I, I'm down for it. I'm, I'm down for it. I think that that's a good guy. Uh, the only player I was going to ask is how much Will Mallory was. Uh, I assume he's probably right oh. around that 2,500 range, but he's been the Colts rece- or Colts tight end. Sorry. That's actually been getting targets and running the route similar to this Kroll guy. Uh, he's their rookie fifth round, pretty good athleticism out there doing. Okay. His name is Will Mallory. And if we have Zamir white <laughs> could be a fun, interesting stack run back budget option there, but I'm, hundred percent. I, I think I think likely is a fine option. All right. If we go with Gerald Everett, see, I love Gerald Everett for cash game consideration. Cash games, he's like perfect and ideal and magical, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerald Everett will probably have less ownership. He's at thirty five hundred. If we went with, or if we go with him, we're sitting at forty six hundred. Meanwhile, we have Isaiah Likely at a thousand more, which puts us in a really tough spot for wide receiver and flex. Let's go with Gerald Everett. Save the eleven hundred. Let's do that. You were right. Let's do that. Okay. And then we need a wide receiver. 
and a flex position. Now, I will give another heads up on some of my sleepers for this week. Let me see. Let me go with my wide receiver that I really like from Jacksonville this week, who I think has an excellent opportunity to produce, and that's Parker Washington. Parker Washington, the last time that him and C.J. Beathard played together, uh, he had a very strong game. He ended up with six receptions for six on six targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. I think he might have even played two games, ended up getting up there, but he's at 3,800. So you really need him to hit 10 points for him to, to produce, which I think that he can do pretty easily. If you see 12 points, then that's optimal. If you see 18 points like he did back in week 13, that's huge. Uh, Parker Washington, if we play him, we'll be able to move up and spend 4,800 in the flex. How do you feel? My only concern is that Zay Jones is questionable right now and actually been picking up some practices. So he might actually be returning and take away some of the volume that we might have been hoping for with Washington. Um, I, that, that's the only thing. He had a limited practice today and yesterday returning from his hamstring injury. Well, he did so. play. He did play back when we saw Parker Washington go off, and he still had a good game. Okay. Um, and was still able to produce with Zay Jones because Zay Jones plays on the outside. The okay. concern would be Christian Kirk, which I think that he's still going to be on IR for the rest of the season, if not. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's still on IR. So Christian Kirk would would actually that would be the major concern. That's when I would be like, no, to Parker Washington. Parker mm -hmm. Washington plays on the inside. Zay Jones really doesn't touch it. You know, we could see some easy dump offs in what could be a competitive game, depending on how it goes. Yeah, I'm. I'm... And I think it's actually gonna give me a lot. It's gonna be like fifty four hundred that we're able to play with. Yeah, I mean, we. I, I'm not against it. I think that that's. I think that that works. Either that, or um, the one I was kind of thinking was maybe Judy, as we had thrown in um, Gerald Everett. Uh, have that Chargers Denver thing going on. We could do that. Where's Judy sitting? Real. He's quick? 51. 51. Yeah. So we could still play Judy in this lineup. We could absolutely do that. We could also play Noah Brown and just say that Houston puts up 50 to Tennessee's nothing. I don't think that, that happens, but that would just be fun. Pickens also maybe having another big game. There's actually a lot of. Oh, yeah, with a... Rudolph. Yeah. That's a good one. I did not think of that one, Jason. Dude, that's a great take. That's a great take. Pickens. All right. Hey, keep in mind, everybody that's listening, right? We're giving you the skeleton, right? The first few players that we play, right? Like we're giving you CJ Stroud. We're giving you Devin Singletary. We're giving you Nico Collins. We're giving you the Texans defense, right? So if you decide to go with Christian McCaffrey over Tyreek Hill, that's up to you, right? You're filling in the blanks with what we do. And the best way to do that is by using the DFS Dominator, of course, over there on Player Profiler. But if you want to make your own decisions, you're more than welcome to do that. I actually encourage it. If you want to play 20 lineups, right, and you could do different options for each one of these lineups, just find a base that you like that we, we you know, submit to your eardrums, and you can use that one. So... I think that you go Parker, or I think that you could go George Pickens on this one. I think that you could go Jerry Judy. I am personally, I think I'm leaning towards Pickens just because he could have an independently, independently great game. I think he could. I, I mean, the only worries here is that the Seahawks are pretty good at manning up on receivers with Tariq Woolen. Uh, that that's the only big concern there. But it's not like Jerry Judy's been good, even if we are expecting volume. He kind of sucks. So I would almost rather, with you, go with Pickens, ride the high. Yeah, go hand. with the upside. Yeah. 
Watch Jerry Judy have like 150 yards and two touchdowns now because the Chargers defense sucks. But we can save Jerry Judy for the next build because our next build is going to be a Jared Sinem build. Yay. <laughs> All right. So we got CJ Stroud, Devin Singletary, Zamir White, Nico Collins, Tyree Kill, Parker Washington, Gerald Everett, George Pickens, and the Texas defense. We are going to enter on this one. We're in there like swimwear, Jason. We're ready to rock and roll, and let's build one more lineup. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Let's see. We already did that one. We already did that one. All right, the 50K. All right, we're going to draft a team. And we are going to start with Jared Stidham. Just because that's that's just fun, man. Stidham. Jerry Judy. Stidham. Jared Stidham. <laughs> He's a stud if y'all didn't get it. Yes. He's a stud. I went to go put Kroll again. The, the, uh, no, let's do Everett again. All right. Well, we might as well do Kroll too. Let's I, I, I'm going Kroll because I actually want to discuss this other player that okay. I moved into my sleepers that I had in my studs, right? I had him in my studs and I was like, wow, this guy's actually a sleeper somehow because his ownership is so low and, okay. and his pricing has dropped like a rock, like 2K. And he's only 6,700. And he plays for the Chargers. And his name is Austin Eckler, who is now getting a full workload once again, ever since they fired Knucklehead over there. But, yeah. I mean, Austin Eckler, like, is two weeks removed from putting up 24 points at 6,700. That's a steal. Against the Broncos, too. Against the Broncos, uh, who suck up against the run. running back. Oh, <laughs> and he did it up against the Broncos, huh? He did. That's what I'm he saying. It's... <laughs> Yeah, 21 points against the Broncos just three weeks 21, ago. I said 24. 21, that's a steal. That's 6,700. <laughs> yeah. This guy yeah. has all the upside in the world. They need to get the, the max amount out of his, his contract. He needs to prove that he's still relevant. And I yeah. don't know if you heard him last week, right, when he had his interview with uh, Matt Harmon. He's like, everybody thinks I'm washed because of the way I was walking. It's like, you don't even know what I was dealing with. I, I had an ankle issue, right? And they taped up my ankle so much I couldn't move my foot up and down to prevent me from furthering it, furthering injuring my ankle further injuring my ankle excuse me he's like i just couldn't move my foot he's like i wasn't hobbling he's like i just couldn't move my foot he's like i don't care if you want to say that i was hobbling that's fine but it's just gonna do you a disservice because i wasn't hobbling it's it's all right but i mean like this guy he's fine he's doing all right he's just suffering from a subpar offense right now with plenty of hurt options around him but that's a good thing for us Neckler because we could see him okay. have a 15 target game that yeah, he he could have 100 targets in this game He's one of my studs, people. Get all Snackler in your lineups. He's going to be in this one. And I don't know that we're going to see a ton of targets you know, from anybody else. I think that Kroll has the upside at 2,800. If he gets us 10 points, that's amazing. If Jerry Judy gets us 15 points, that's amazing. And if all Snackler can get us up to 21 points, that's amazing. Jarrett Stid Stidham, meanwhile, has to get us in the low 20s. Right now, we're playing with house money, baby. We're playing with house money. right? We could just start throwing in studs that we think are going to absolutely smash. And, and go off and break lineups. And we're, we're just betting on things that should happen anyways. Yeah. We don't let's have do to our, try and wiggle. Yeah, let's get our defense and just see how much room we I mean, do you just want to throw those Niners in there? Let's throw the 49ers in here. We're playing with house money. Let's go. 6,600 per player. 6,600 per You want to throw in Christian McCaffrey? See if we can make that work. You want to throw in Tyreek Hill too? Actually, I just want to see if we can do it. Hold on. I oh, we totally can. That's what we're here for. We can do it. We just so if Gerald I Gerald Everett in the flex. Oh my <laughs> god! I 
I know the people that aren't watching and listen to the podcast, you might hear me go silent for a second. I just have to lean back and relax and just admire, maybe rostrobate a little bit to what's in front of me. Hold on. All right, I'm back. So we have Jarrett Stidham, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Jerry Judy, Tyreek Hill, Kroll, 49ers defense. I mean, this is dope. 3,700 left per player, the wide receiver and the flex position need to be filled. Uh, I really like Jalen Warren this week. That's a fun one. I don't know if we'll have enough money. We will if we go down to, to Gerald Everett, I think. Nah, we won't have that much. Gerald Everett's still at 35. Well, we need a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, we do. All right. So I'm, I'm trying to look through. I mean, Parker Washington is one of those guys that I really like for this one. Um, I mean, do we want to try should we try to bet on whatever Chargers receiver gets targets? Like, do we just think Quentin Johnston's going to get some screens? He will, but he'll be double covered. I don't. Who else is on that roster right now? They're, it's Jalen Guyton, Quentin Johnston, and Alex Erickson. Yeah, that's ugly. It's pretty gross. That's why that we like Austin Eckler a lot. That's Gerald Everett is a good option as well. Uh, because of that, there's just no one. There's just what absolutely if- no one. <laughs> What if we pivot down? Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about down, down. Like, okay. like we're uh, what's it called? Panic at the disco. At we're the going disco. down, down, and uh, we go all the way down, down to like a Jalen Hyatt who's interesting up against the Rams. Uh, he wasn't targeted last week, so that's not good. I was gonna try and pull something up, but uh, yeah, we don't want to do that. All right. Um, although I still think that's that's interesting. I I do. I mean, I don't want to play Jalen Guyton. I'm not telling anybody to play Jalen Guyton. I just think that that's a fun play off on the side. I, oof. I really still like going back to Parker Washington as one of my options over here. I like Michael Wilson at 3,500 up against Philly. That's not a bad one. Rondell Moore isn't either. No, that's, neither one is terrible. Michael Wilson. Four targets. Seven receptions the last two weeks and zero or seven targets, zero receptions. That's interesting. That's not good, but that's what's driving his price down, right? Right. He has Philly. They're going to have to pass and they could play the second team defense for the last, like, you know, for the fourth quarter. They could seriously play that second team defense if they're up big. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're getting too galaxy brained with it, but I don't hate it. I, I liked Michael Wilson. I like Rondo Moore too for for that option. Uh, we also have, like I said, Parker Washington. Well, thirty eight would make us have to pay play two cheap guys. DJ Chark went off last week. DJ Chark is a legitimate yeah. option if we think that uh, Brees Hall has kind of cracked code. Or, I'm sorry, Brees Hall, Bryce Young has cracked the code, and it looked like he did last week up against Green Bay, whose secondary is really good. Screw I it, kind of not? I like DJ Chark as as the option out of all these guys. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't hate that. I mean, why not? I know it's, you know, bad process sometimes to just go with the guy who scored two touchdowns. But also, I think in this scenario, like you mentioned, with the just everything hanging around Bryce Young, the matchup against the Jaguars, I think, you know, it possibly did figure it out. And he likes himself He's, some shark now. He strings games together. Like, he, yeah. he does this. Like, he has, like, four or five games straight that he just produces. And you never hear from him again. Like, when yeah. we look back at Gardner Minshew's rookie year, Right where he came out firing in the first five games, where DJ Chark went off and then he just disappeared. You look last year, right when he was at the Lions and he had five yeah. games to finish off the season, where he's fantasy relevant every single week, but he didn't, he wasn't 
out there at all prior to that. I think he was injured for part of the year, but he definitely was not on the map. You know, he has like DJ Chark does this type of stuff. So we, if we go that route, do we want to run it back with Parker Washington? Hope they pass a little more. That's, I mean, that he's he's right there at our what, threshold. Yeah, I think that's what we're setting ourselves up for. This is gonna hit massive, or this is gonna be an epic fail. This oh, is gonna 100%. be. This is either gonna make us like we're either gonna win this entire contest, mm-hmm. or we're not gonna win anything. Like yeah, we're gonna have to be like the lowest score. Yeah. I agree <laughs> with you. Jason, I'm hitting submit, man. Is there any other change or suggestion that you would like to make prior to getting out or prior to me hitting submit? I think you should just give me the $12 instead. Nope, not going to happen, Jason. Not going to happen. But if we went big, I'll make sure I give you some of that. It's in there. We are deposited. We have Jarek Stidham, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Chark, Tyree Kill, Jerry Judy, Crow, Washington, and the 49ers defense, my friend. We have done it. We have built three lineups in 50 minutes. This is the first time in the history of this show that I have ended before it's been an hour long. Oh. I'm proud. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm excited to, to watch these hit on Sunday. Yeah. I, yeah. Let me know how it goes. I, I will. I'm going to keep you updated throughout the entire day. I'm going to be texting Dude, you nonstop. Like, you're going to be like, oh, Parker Washington just caught it. Lucas Cole just caught it. <laughs> Every time there's an update for one player on one of my teams, I'm I'm gonna be spamming the hell out of you on Twitter. You I might not even believe it. <laughs> I might even at you. I might even post it at you on every single one of these. Do it. Do All it. right, Do Jason, it. man. Hey, I appreciate you coming in, man. I'm looking forward to watching you throughout the entire offseason with your updates on your wake and take show, man. It's amazing to watch where you came from and where you're at today. If you guys do not Pay attention to our YouTube channel. You need to because you get daily updates from this dude that are, are second to none. He runs through it. He doesn't waste your time. It's better than watching you know, the NFL Network or ESPN because he just gets it done, baby. He gets it done, right? Love to see it from him. Jason, man, I appreciate you coming in. Do you have anything to add before we get out of here? No. Uh, good luck, everyone, if you're not playing DFS, but for some reason watch this and just have some lineups in your in your championship weeks. I hope you win them. Uh, and I also hope you win some money this week on your DFS lineups. Thanks for tuning in. And for those in the toilet bowl, make sure that you go all out for Caleb Williams. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you. Oh, by the way, this is my final episode. Hate to crack that on you last second, but we will see you next year. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.